Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Thursday morning, October 13th, 2022. 47 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you with us for another edition of LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I am Jack Mitchell with Caleb Henry in the KLIN studios. You heard Mark Fail in the KLIN newsroom. Chris Lofgren, Time Saver Traffic, will be along shortly to give you those updates. And uh, got a big show for you today as we get closer to the weekend. Uh, it is a ticket Thursday. We've got volleyball tickets for Nebraska and Northwestern on Sunday, and uh, we are uh, finishing up season three of Generation Collaboration. We might have another week, uh, maybe another week left in this, Caleb. We'll see. We'll see exactly when we want to end this season. There's no, it's kind of a feel, which, yeah. um, you know, if uh, with, with you know, Gen X at four and five, Boomers at three and ten, Gen Z at oh three, and then the Millennials barely ever play uh, in their two and oh, so it's, you yeah. know, the standings are kind of set again. This feels uh, like it I, could be a bracket buster type day, though. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we're going to play today uh, for certain. And, uh, yeah, we've got tickets to uh, Nebraska Northwestern Volleyball. And then we'll, we've also got more prizes, too, if people want to keep playing. Uh, we still have Greenfields. We've still gift got cards, Greenfields. And we got Lincoln Symphony Orchestra tickets. Yep, for uh, so the future choose. of music, that's this Friday. And so you can choose between those. Uh, if you uh, if you want to play today, so that's seven ten. Listen for that cue to call. You answer questions with the member of the LNK today with Jack and Friends team that is of the same generation as you. So we look forward to that. Also, eight o'clock hour. Uh, Grow Lincoln's off today. Uh, they've got some other stuff going on, but we will have Greg Sharp joining us at eight thirty five today. Voice of the Big Red, who is prepping furiously. I would I would expect this week with his new partner. Uh, Damon Benning, who will jump into the booth mid-season to take over the spot vacated by Matt uh, Davison. So we look forward to talking to Greg not only about Nebraska-Purdue coming up the night after tomorrow, but also his new partner and what that process looks like and what people can expect to hear from him and Damon on Saturday. So that is what we've got in the news today. Uh, guys, the first thing I wanted to hit on this morning is I've been uh, reading, um, it, it's been a few days, but the latest update from CHI Health, this is interesting, uh, they are facing a ransomware attack right now, and um, they uh, have had to make adjustments, including rescheduling, delaying appointments, um, kind of on a, a case-by-case basis here at this point and they've had to go in some cases to the old school pen and pad approach uh with with some of their records keeping that goes on with this they put out a press release yesterday and they said upon discovering the ransomware attack common spirit took immediate steps to protect our systems contain the incident begin an investigation and ensure continuity of care Patients continue to receive the highest quality of care, and we're providing relevant updates on the ongoing situation to our patients, employees, and caregivers. Patient care remains our utmost priority. We apologize for any inconvenience this matter has created. And 
So some of these, I mean, these, I mean, I'm not going to mince word. These crummy people who do these ransomware attacks have targeted a health system now at this point. And, you, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go after healthcare systems. It's, it's not, not typical, but I think the calculus is that healthcare systems are, it's such a, a life and death matter whether or not they've got their systems that, they feel like healthcare systems are more likely to pay ransomware attacks to get things online, and so they'll they'll go after that. and And then, you know, I was reading this, uh, reading and, and listening to the story. Ten Eleven had they had a cybersecurity expert on, and they were talking about how healthcare records will go on the they'll sell on the dark web for between two hundred fifty dollars and a thousand dollars per record. Like compared to just complete credit card information, which will go for one or two dollars. So just to give you an idea of what the value is on the dark. Now that's some scary stuff. That the fact that your healthcare record could be on the market on the dark web and that it could be fetching that much money. And why is there such a market right. for those? That's kind my of question. Records? Why is that so it's valuable? Good, I mean, it's it's a good question here at this point, and so. Now you figure out, do you try and recover from this? And we went through this year at, at Broadcast House with a ransomware attack. And Man, what, don't remind me. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do exactly? Do you, uh, do you rebuild the system, completely restore everything from some kind of a, a backup that you've got? Do you check all the security issues that you had? Or do you, um, do, do you pay the ransom at that point? And go forward. And it's a difficult, it's an incredibly difficult situation and a really crappy situation that they and their patients and their staff and their doctors have been put in. But they've gone back to doing everything by hand, charting patient information by hand, um, all of these, all of these things that they've had to do because of that. So something to be aware of. I know there are, I'm sure, a lot of people around the state who are you know using CHI health services and uh this could impact in some way but it sounds like they're they're prepared they're dealing with it but I'm sure it's a real pain in the you know what to uh, go through yeah it. literally uh, yeah. common spirit is the parent organization of CHI yes. and several other systems they've got over a thousand locations in 21 states uh, a couple of their divisions have not been affected as much but uh, CHI has is our understanding but with a thousand locations, can you imagine the volume of health records? Oh my that they are dealing with. Yeah, and um, you you don't just rebuild that system. Uh, it it takes uh, an inordinate amount of time just to to maintain those systems. So I can't imagine. Yeah, I I can't imagine. And and you know for the 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 whole process. You know the interesting thing now, Mark is you know I've. Uh, uh, the way that they do now, like the online portals and stuff, right. um, and I don't know exactly what what uh, I guess I do. I, I've done some stuff with CHI. Uh, primarily, have have gone to Brian more recently with stuff, but I imagine they probably have a, a similar system where they've got a, a you know a patient portal, and you can go online at any time with your password, and you've got all your visits, all your test results, all your prescriptions, all of all of those things. Uh, are there in that system, and so um, of course that's that's a, a, a big concern 
that yeah. goes along yeah. with this as well. And like and as you said, a statewide and a, a nationwide network of of hospitals as well. It's just a massive number of these things that apparently have some value on the dark web, some extensive value on the dark web. Yeah, it's a little hard to to fathom what the value is. I mean, you can think of very very sinister stuff. And but then also Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, that that's what yeah, and Caleb was saying that too like what what exactly are you going to do with with my health records that that's different than what you would do with my my credit card information. Or credit. I mean, my credit card information isn't going to tell you that I got four uh right. four screws yeah, and an anchor right. in my shoulder. Enjoy enjoy reading about my sleep apnea. Jeez. <laughs> Well, it would it would have to do more with insurance scams or, yeah, or uh, blackmail. Yeah, you're probably right. You're, uh, things like I'm that. I'm sure you know, I'm in, not even thinking in, of in, all uh, of the in some other less scrupulous countries. If this were to happen, it could go into organ harvesting Jeez. and all kinds of uh, nefarious things. It is harvest season. What a what oh, a bunch of what are these these ransomware people are a bunch of jerks. You know, I I what wish a bunch of jerks. You know, if if we'd get together and pay them a few million, maybe we could get them just take down the uh, Kremlin's system. <laughs> That's true. That'd be, I mean, that, yeah, go, that'd go to work and do something good for the uh, <laughs> for humanity. I'm I'm waiting for uh, for CHI to to uh, do the Mel Gibson thing and ransom where they line up the bags of money behind them, buy out some TV time, and say, okay, we're so it looks like they're ready to pay them, but instead they say. Instead, I'm putting this as a bounty on your head. <laughs> yeah. Whoever finds you, dead or alive, gets this ransom. Gets the ransom, which has now become a bounty. Um, yeah, so a real, uh, a real crappy situation for a lot of people uh, there at CHI Health. Uh, Mark, what else we, uh, what else we talking well, about? Well, there was a. Tweet that came out from a Florida congressman. It was kind of a weird. Oh, really? Weird one yesterday. Said uh, rather than Ben Sass as the president of the University of Florida, how about Alex Jones? Jeez, <laughs> who is what congressperson was this? You know, I I saw it about an hour ago and I forgot to print it. Was off. that was it? Was that being? What was the spirit Sorry. of that tweet? Well, that that's what some people are trying to figure out. Um, wow, I'm trying to Google. Were it. they trying to say that Ben Sass is on the same level as Alex Jones? That's kind of the way the way I took it. Interesting. What? Um, yeah, and uh, Alex Jones, as you saw, nine hundred and sixty-five million a billion dollars. He's gonna avoid. He's gonna avoid all of. It. He's gonna. Yeah. Do everything you can in bankruptcy court to it's representative avoid paying uh, up on that whole Anthony thing. Sabatini. Oh, so it's a state Congress, uh, state rep. Yeah. You mean? Okay. Well, that's it, interesting. It, the, the tweet says Alex Jones should be appointed as next president of the University of Florida, not Ben Sass. Okay. All right. Interesting. And, and he's an attorney. Interesting, Anthony. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of an. <laughs> sharp poking this uh, uh I don't, quite, the I don't, the I don't know stick. what the point of that is but i would say florida should not hire him but they can do uh they can do what they they want to do i guess and then um you, you know another a, a thing that is interesting here with with husker football right now i don't know if any of you had a chance to read uh tom chattel's column in the omaha world herald uh but he he brought up directly to mark whipple 
uh, the offensive coordinator for Nebraska. Some some rumors that are out there, and and I and I think it's been it's been at least to some degree public and mentioned in press conferences that Whipple has got some sort of health issues going on right now that he is dealing with. Um, and and kind of hurt mobility a little bit and those sorts of things. Mm. And so Chattel, in for his column, he asks Whipple, "Hey, there are rumors out there that this is this is it for you. That this is going going to be your last game, and that you're going to be focusing on that afterwards." Which certainly, if you know, certainly you you wish him the best if if that's actually happening. Um, but. Whipple Whipple responded. He said, "Whipple, according to Chattel's article, Whipple laughed. No, he said, I'm fine. Um, so we'll see for that." Uh, Chattel also pointed out that whatever limp he had had in the past is is no longer visible at this point. But there do appear to be there are there are you know you know what the rumor mill is like around around Nebraska football and, oh, goodness. and there's Especially been right now there's been some um there there's been some discussion about what his his future might be again not because he would be removed for any lack of performance or anything like that but he's apparently dealing with whatever this health situation is exactly which Whipple hasn't gotten into and is nobody's business uh beyond that but there are some some rumors that perhaps he would uh, he would focus on his health here at this point, and, and I guess comes with tor- tor- territory a little bit because he is I think he is even even just kind of hearing him talk about it, um, he he understands that this very likely could be a, a, just a few more month gig for him, right? Uh, because a new coach, and even even if it's even if it would be Mickey Joseph, may look elsewhere for that next offensive coordinator. Uh, spot and and you know I don't know whether or not that mean whether or not he wants to maybe he wants to go somewhere else after this is all over I don't know but that probably pays plays in as well to the entire conversation around mm-hmm. this whole thing um, and he's sixty five so, sixty five years old yeah so we'll see we'll see um, it is limping a little bit but that's that's about you know that's about the extent of of um, what we know and. And uh, he's going to be he's planning on coaching on Saturday. That's mm-hmm. that's the, that's pretty much what we know. And he's told Chattel uh, there are no plans to do anything after, you know, do anything after that, make any changes, mm-hmm. not continue his job. So we'll see if uh, if that's actually the case. But my goodness, as if there wasn't already enough, you know, just from a football perspective, as if there wasn't already enough complete change mm-hmm. at every level within this program already he's been oddly enough he's still the new guy but he's been the most stable presence yeah in the coaching leadership of this team uh at least in the position that he's in having been there having you know coached the whole season at the position that he's in um so uh, but most importantly hopefully hopefully he's okay i think a lot of i think he's endeared himself to a lot of nebraska fans just with kind of his his style and the way that he approaches everything, and uh, just and, his, and, to, and to those of us in the media, because he's just going to come out and say whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, he doesn't. He's not overly. He's not overly worried about. <laughs> you know, it's it's a little refreshing to have a coach out there not overly worried about saying too much or not saying the right thing or 
he's he's been around long enough that he doesn't have to worry about those things anymore. So, uh, most importantly, best wishes to him. Absolutely. Um, and and hopefully he's he is able to continue and and maybe things are improving here at that point. But it's going to be a something a lot of people are going to continue to ask about here going forward. Yeah, as Nebraska gets ready for Purdue, they're going to need some points against Purdue. I've got a feeling. Uh, well, we'll ask that question: How many points people are going to? think Nebraska Purdue adds up to That's in about true. 10 minutes. Another fantasy Oscars password coming up in 10 minutes. Also another one at 810 today. And don't forget, Ticket Thursday. Be listening for that cue to call about 710, a couple of minutes maybe before 710. If you do want to play Generation Collaboration at stake, hard ticket to get. Nebraska and Northwestern. Also the return of Megan Miller to the Devaney Center mm, for Northwestern. Right. That's right. Former Husker uh, and somebody that still is very close to a lot of people in the program. But Northwestern's had some Northwestern's um, had a few good wins here this year, so they're not going to be a pushover on Sunday for the Huskers, so that should be a good match. All right, 625, we'll take a break. You heard uh, the dad joke about the bed? No, I haven't. Yeah, it hasn't been made yet. 626 now. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Sports is next on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. That's right. It is time to get that keyword, which you can then text into the Rickstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. Get your chance at securing what would be the seventh pick in the fantasy draft this week for Fantasy Huskers. Uh, the person who makes the best pick is going to pick up that prize pack from Valentino's and Alumni Hall. It's $50 to each of them. So this is the word that we would like you to text in if you want to play the game. That word is? Huskers. Huskers. H-U-S-K-E-R-S. Huskers. And the question this week is how many total points are scored between Nebraska and Purdue? To give you an idea of where the consensus is so far, Caleb's got the picks for us. Uh, it's as low as Steve at 31, all the way through Catherine at 65. Okay. 31 to 65. You can look at them all at any time at KLIN.com if you want to prep. But uh, watch your phones this morning. And if you are texting in that keyword, you may get a text back from us that says, hey, you got randomly selected to be our picker, and if you don't get it, don't worry. Plenty of opportunities to get a pick. 6.35 today, we're doing that right now, and then 8.10 tomorrow. Same thing happens during the Friday Husker tailgate tomorrow at those times and throughout the course of the season. And don't forget, we will play next week, too. We play on the bye weeks, mm-hmm. too, as we're doing another fling week where you get assigned, or not assigned, but you get to select a new team, a new team to support over the weekend. I can let you know you're going to have to earn it next week. Okay. You mean just in terms of the keywords? Spelling the keywords. Okay. That's probably all you have to do is Google it and then copy and paste, but whatever. Um, I'll have to earn it with my... Yeah, I, I want to see if you can geez, spell them correctly. You're gonna, wow, you're going to give me a spelling bee here. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's go into the sound off. Uh, inflation concerns abound. Some new consumer price index numbers out and... What exactly is going to be the move now that OPEC Plus has cut down its goal in terms of oil production? The U.S. is, the US, at least the White House is frustrated 
with Saudi Arabia in particular. They believe that they align themselves with Russia instead of the United States, and there may be consequences, especially as it pertains to the sale of weapons from the White House on that issue. Inflation continuing to be a weak spot for the president and members of his party. The administration consistently points to rising energy costs as a key driver of overall inflation. And after OPEC Plus snubbed President Biden and moved forward with the production cuts, the president says he's considering calls from Congress to pull back arms sales to Saudi Arabia. Biden just tweeted that he met with economic advisor Brian Deese to get a briefing on the economy. And he says there's more work to do yet, but the U.S. is in a strong position to navigate through this economic transition all right there you go uh, for instance just give you an idea like in august 22 uh august of 2022 so just a couple of months ago the u.s approved a huge massive arms sale to saudi arabia and also uae and and this is in large part to help them bolster their defenses against iran but they uh there were there were five billion in missile defense and related sales to Saudi Arabia right after Biden went to Saudi Arabia at the end of last summer. And and that does include both Saudi Arabia, Arabia and UAE, and they continue to get hits from the rebel movement in, in Yemen, which is backed by the Iranians at this point. And like, again, a couple of months ago, so it was just a ton of defensive weapons sales that happened to the point of uh, over $5 billion at that point. Um, and so, you know, we'll see what what the impact of that. If that is a motivator, so you, you've got a you've got kind of a complex situation there geopolitically with Saudi Arabia wanting it to defend itself from Iranian rebels, but apparently Russia has also got some sway over Saudi Arabia as well. What's the relationship between Russia and Iran? I mean, there are moving parts all over the place with this whole thing. But bottom line is. Bottom line is uh, things aren't as good between the two countries now as they were when Biden was going out there and visiting them back in uh, back in late summer 2022. Uh, it's the uh, it's the series finale of the uh, January 6th hearings <laughs> series. finale. I don't know what kind of a cliffhanger that we're going to get. Is this the series uh, I don't know finale? if it's a single or, or is just it the, the season, season finale? finale? That's a good question. If it's a season finale, they made us you know wait a long time between the penultimate episode and and this episode. But uh, maybe this is one uh, of those that we but, all thought was just a limited series, and we're like, oh, it's coming yeah. to the end. And like, here's the thing: season two, a preview. bunch, a bunch of the characters uh, are not going to be available to be in their roles next year, given that they either didn't win reelection. Or they decided right. not to run anymore. So that's, that's going to be a big it problem. It's how you keep it fresh. I mean, is it is it going to just be like ER where you shuffle in new people at, at Grey's Anatomy where you, you do that all the time? Well, regardless, I think we've done enough of that. Here joke. we are in the 80th season of General Hospital. <laughs> this afternoon's hearing is likely the last public session for the select committee. The panel is expected to lay out new findings about what former President Trump was told about protesters arriving in Washington on January 6th and present video of taped depositions done over the summer, potentially including one interview with the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. The work of the committee will continue beyond Election Day with a final report of findings and recommendations expected by the end of the year at the white house jared halpern fox news it, it, it is a man it just it goes to show you what the news cycle is like these days because you you remember 
when they had the earlier hearings and and you know like the one where they talked about throwing ketchup at the wall and and the the allegations about what happened inside of the the secret service vehicle and all of those stuff it was like it was like some of the reaction was like oh this changes everything this completely changes everything and now it's like two months later and i have to think back and remember what they even said <laughs> not to make another tv analogy but it's like when uh it's like when uh, Better Call Saul would take like three years off in between seasons, and I had, I couldn't even remember what happened in the previous season before I started the uh, the new one. But we'll be interesting if we get to hear from uh, Jenny Thomas today, mm-hmm. from Clarence Thomas's wife on this thing, as they did end up sitting down with her. So uh, we got that. If you were on uh, Social Security of any sort, and that includes Social Security disability, you're going to be one of uh, maybe be paying attention today because there's going to be a big cost of living adjustment coming out that could change fairly uh, significantly what your situation and what those payments that you're getting in Social Security are. The Social Security Administration is expected to announce the largest benefits increase in recent memory for those receiving retirement or disability benefits. That's mostly due to the current level of inflation. The nonpartisan Senior Citizens League projects the adjustment to be 8.7%, which would be the biggest annual adjustment since 1981, raising the average retiree benefit of about $1,600 by $144 a month and about $1,700 annually. While the increase will be helpful to many, it can reduce eligibility for income safety net programs and cause some people to move into higher tax brackets. Retirees will start to see the increase in checks starting in January. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. So uh, that, that's about 65 million people who are impacted by that, including disabled workers, survivors, retirees, uh, all of those, and and it'll you know it's more than probably the typical worker is actually getting on on these things. Um, so so at least they, you know they're on a you're on a fixed income most cases when you're when you've got social security when you've got these benefits at that point, but. You do potentially have this cost of living increase, which could be significant. So, yeah, the 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 numbers again. The average retiree gets about one thousand six hundred twenty-five a month. So, um, you know, you figure you figure eight percent of that. What what that is going to be, and uh, you're you know you know what about ten percent would be uh, one hundred sixty one hundred sixty-two dollars. So, you're talking about hundred hundred thirty. Hundred forty dollars a month that it would change for the the person, but it's it's just going to depend on what your what your benefits are if it's eight to nine percent. Uh, the verdict yesterday in the second of the Alex Jones civil suits, and he got he got hammered uh, on this one, and he got to watch it on live stream while he was doing his show. Wasn't in the courtroom, actually watched the thing and broadcast it live on his his show. Alex Jones and his company, Free Speech Systems, which is in bankruptcy court, were ordered to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to 15 people, most of whom lost a child or an educator in the Sandy Hook school shooting. Jones had called the shooting a hoax, and victims told jurors about being harassed and threatened by his fans for years. Today is a very, very, very dark day for freedom of speech. Jones attorney Norm Pattis says they will appeal. The family's attorney, Chris Matty, says they will be watching bankruptcy proceedings and scrutinizing Jones' assets. We are going to enforce this verdict as long as it takes. He says if the Connecticut judge determines punitive damages should be paid, that would be in addition to the jury's award. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. So he did what we see a lot of social media influencers do. 
where it's the watch me live react. He live reacted to a verdict being read against him while he was doing his show. Wow. Yeah. And 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 said, it doesn't matter. There's no money. <laughs> doesn't matter. There's no money referring to the bankruptcy hearings. But yeah, like like the attorney said, I think they'll be scrutinized there fairly significantly. So if there's anything that they can get, um, you know what? He's the worst. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. The absolute worst, what he did. So um, it is hard. It is hard to have anything even to, to for me at least, and maybe you guys feel differently, but but see him get just hammered by a civil judgment like this, which he'll probably have some success in avoiding through bankruptcy. Um, but, yeah, at least the, uh, the, the, the principle of it all mm-hmm. um, feels pretty good at this point and probably did too for those. For those parents who were in that courtroom yesterday. Uh, All right. uh, New COVID booster for kids. If you are uh, a parent who is interested in getting that for your kids, there's uh, looks like there's going to be some more uh, opportunities opening up for that with another new approval. It comes as the U.S. works to expand protection against the coronavirus ahead of the holidays in the wake of new vaccine resistant strains. Last month, Pfizer and Moderna rolled out updated bivalent doses of their vaccines for adults. They contain half the recipe for the original coronavirus, while the other half fights the new dominant BA4 and BA5 Omicron strain. These new kid-targeted versions contain smaller doses of that mix, but they haven't gone through clinical trials. The FDA says it's relied on data gathered from the original bivalent boosters to make its recommendation. Researchers say this isn't unusual and is done with the flu vaccine as well. In Chicago, Garrett Tenney, Fox News. Speaking of which, I'm getting my flu shot this weekend. There you go. I'm going to get my flu shot this weekend. Took my kids to get theirs this, uh, this last week. Uh, the uh, Artemis trip to the uh, to the moon, Caleb, uh, or the test trip to the moon, right? Essentially, that didn't happen and back. didn't happen and didn't happen. They got another date set for this thing, and hopefully, they're actually going to get out there this time for the next step for eventually putting another yeah, man. Don't stand me up this time, man, man and or woman on the moon. Artemis One, NASA's first new moon rocket and spaceship, will head back to the launch pad at the Kennedy Space Center for another attempt at lifting off on November 14th. Previous chances to launch were missed due to technical problems with fueling the rocket. The Artemis program intends to send humans back to the moon for eventual long-term stays. The first mission is uncrewed, but will demonstrate the rocket and capsule's usability with a trip to the moon and back. Eben Brown, Fox News. All right, so there you go. November 14th, by the way, that is a Monday morning. That's a Monday, assuming they're doing it. They, they'd done it during the uh, 8, 8 o'clock hour, I think, our time. It was scheduled for that, so perhaps something where, once again, we're going to be able to uh, watch this thing live during the show. I hope so. All right, November 14th, so get it on your calendar. Potentially a uh, a moon launch. That's 14th. my birthday week. Oh, all right. There Even we better. Go. Good way to start it off. Start it off with a bang. Thanks, NASA. Uh, the way that we age, I think, I don't know, I guess I thought I, I thought this was kind of assumed, the differences between men and how men and women age. Women typically have a longer life expectancy than men, and, and sometimes it seems like men can really get on the fast track for aging when women don't. Well, now we've got some more science 
behind what might have been an assumption for you, at least it was for me. It turns out men age faster than women. That's the finding of a study published in the Journals of Gerontology Series A. It found by the time that men are in their 50s, their bodies are as much as four biological years older than females of the same age. The gap is evident in younger men, too. Researchers looked at the epigenetic clocks of opposite-sex twins comparing aging indicators in their blood. One researcher says the female sex hormone estrogen could be the culprit for the slowing aging process. Mm. According to the CDC, the average life expectancy for women is 80 years old, and for men, it's 75 years old. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. So I should start taking estrogen? <laughs> that's what you get out of that. I, I'm, <laughs> that's science. That's what you get out of that. <laughs> Last but not least, I know it's still a little early. We haven't even gotten to Halloween yet. It's a little bit early to start thinking about Thanksgiving. but I thought you were going to go straight to Christmas. No, well, maybe, maybe Christmas too, but the old bird flu has done a little bit of a number on the uh, the turkey supply Ooh. for this year. Uh, and so my, we'll, we'll see if it becomes an issue. According to the USDA, roughly 5.6 million turkeys died after being exposed to bird flu in early 2022. Avian influenza was spread by migrating birds and it nearly crippled farmers in the Midwest, which is the highest turkey producing region in the U.S. Other birds, including chickens and the production of their eggs, were also affected by the disease. It's not just bird flu contributing to the shortage, though. Thanks to inflation, the cost of raising turkeys is also on the rise. Experts say those looking to gobble up some turkey this upcoming holiday should shop now because prices are going to get higher when supplies run low. In Los Angeles, Jeff Paul, Fox News. But if I get it now, then I can't do that turkey-ham combo that I always grab at high <laughs> Yeah, but maybe you'll probably still be okay with that. Yeah. I think, like, I think, we, might, like I think we might have a little something for you on that, too, coming Ooh. up here oh, yeah? in, in just a bit. But okay. uh, you know what? I'll, if I need to, I will volunteer to help the nation to not do turkey this Thanksgiving, and I'll do beef. Okay. I'll do some or pork. Why aren't we just doing ribs? I'll do I'll do ribs. I'll do a brisket. I'll do a prime rib. I'll do a T bone. If that if that helps everybody out, I am more than happy. Can we do to leave you all that dry turkey steaks and chili for America? <laughs> Again for it, America for America. Help out help out the country. All right, it's 6:54. We're gonna take a break. We're near from the Capitol Humane Society next on KLIN. Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, welcome back to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. By the way, Capital Humane Society uh, in our newscast today talking about the uh, the new system, the new map for lost pets. Uh, Matt Metchow joining us. Morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? G- good. Uh, cool, cool new deal that you've got on your website here, it sounds like. Yeah, so one of our staff members, Jacob, he was able to uh, build and code a lost and found pet map. So we're excited about it, and hopefully it's a good resource for pet owners if they lose a pet or find a lost pet and help get them reunited quickly and ultimately not have to even come to the shelter to get right. home. So, right, yeah, yeah. You, you guys are at kind of the center of that when that happens. So there's a story at KLIN.com that includes a link there if you want to bookmark that uh, just for future reference. All right, tell me about the pets that you're featuring this week, Matt. So we're going to talk about two dogs because we got over 100 dogs Jeez. in our two facilities and our foster care program. So wow. first off, we got Ike. 
and he's a four-month-old lab mix, neutered male. He's a kind of a brownish-red mix with some white on his feet, but he weighs about 27 pounds right now. Ooh. He came in as a lost puppy, and he was not claimed. And obviously, Aww. being 27 pounds at four months old, he's going to be a big boy. He'll probably end up 75-plus pounds. But Jeez. as with most puppies, he's got a lot of energy, so he's looking for a home that can take him out for long walks or runs and uh, go play at the dog park or whatever it might be. Okay. And, and then we got then we got Rex, and so Rex is about one and a half years old. He's a German Shepherd Husky mix. Uh, he's uh, tricolored, so black and tan and white. Weighs about sixty pounds, but he has huge radar ears that stick straight up, and so he's definitely going to be able to hear what's going on in your neighborhood and let you know what's going on. But unfortunately, he was surrendered. His previous uh, owner just felt he was too big, too much energy for him, for them. So. Uh, he's definitely an active dog, and he's looking for an active uh, family. All right. Uh, how can people make those adoptions right now? So uh, we're open at the Pilot Cut Adoption Center today and tomorrow, 1130 to 7. On Saturday, we have special hours because we have our Tales and Treats event. So we're going to open at 11, close at 3, okay. and, then, uh, and then on Sunday from 12 to 5. All right. Dogs are there. If you're looking to adopt a dog, make sure and do that here from the Capital Humane Society. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. 14. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's time to play Generation Collaboration. We have a. Uh, We've made the mutual decision that we are going to do one more week of Generation Collaboration before Season 3 ends. So time for the Gen Xers to uh, improve their standings. Time for the Millennials to take some L's. Time to maybe get some Z's involved. And the Boomers are going to run as well. Two more weeks of Generation Collaboration. Uh, but this week we do have Husker Volleyball tickets at stake. Not easy to get if you've ever tried. Nebraska Northwestern. This is a Sunday match at the Devaney Center. And uh, once those are gone, once we have a winner for those, we will then uh, go to some of our other prizes. We've got Greenfields. We've got Symphony Orchestra tickets. We've got Pride in Your Generation, which is a currency as well. So uh, let's do it. Our first contestant today, we do still have one line open, too, for you at 402-479-1400. But Rich is going to take first crack at it today. Good morning, Rich. How are you doing? Doing great. Good. All right. What generation do you identify as? Well, I I'm 56, so whatever that throws me in. Uh, you could be either. Yeah. Let's uh, hold on. Let me go. What What do we have on our Mark? Do we still have that list of our year guide? Yeah, it's right on the show sheet. Well, I'm I'm scrolling and trying to find it quickly here. And I, well, I was born right. in 66. Okay. So. That put you Gen X. All right. So he's going to play good. There's a lot of. Yeah, this says X is 65 to 80. That's a rough one. So, so. is it the same in chicken years? Yeah. It's chicken rich. Oh, okay. Ah. All right, Rich. All right. Rich doesn't know what generation he is, so we have to identify him for... I guess we're giving him an X, so I guess I'm yep. playing with him. All right. All right. All right. Which Austrian performer released the hit Rock Me Amadeus? Uh, Falco. Is that your final? Rich, do you agree? I agree. Yep. Falco. Which iconic pop singer stars in 1987's Moonstruck? Uh, that would be Cher. Final. Yep. 
Yep. yep. Yeah, that's right. This British soap set in the fictional borough of Walford aired in the U.S. on PBS. Wow. Holy oh. cow. Oh, a British soap, a fictional British soap on PBS. Bur- in the, in the borough of Walford aired in the U.S. on PBS. Oh, with those weird things that they were always advertising. They, when I watched Sesame Street when I was a kid, they would advertise Nova and they would advertise uh, like Masterpiece Theater. What was the what was it the PBS? I I vaguely remember this. All I could think is Benny Hill, but I'm sure that's <laughs> it's, not, it's not Benny. I know Close. it's not Benny Hill. Crud. What is this? Oh, it's, I'm going to be mad when I hear what it is. I don't know, Rich. You don't know. No, no uh, idea. Uh, what is it? It's the East Enders. Oh, I wouldn't have got that right. I wouldn't have got that right. Sorry, Rich. We lost. All right. Back to the phones. 402-479-1400. That leaves a uh, phone line open for you. Gen X moves to 4 and 6. Looks like you're going to play again because Chris Nolaitha is on the line. Good morning, uh, Chris. How are you doing? Good morning, Jack. Did you know that one? No. Okay, good. So right. we're in trouble already. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good. People owe 500. All right. We're four and four right now, Jack, and I'm in trouble now. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, Gen X is now four and six. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do you, what I've do never you, heard of it. what do you have, uh, Mark, for me? What group's 1983 debut single urged listeners to relax? Uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yep. In 1987, the optics world was introduced to single use corrective eyewear known as what? Singles, well, like single-use contacts, single right? Single-use corrective eyewear. What are they known as? Well, just be single-use contacts, right? Uh, right, uh, uh, Chris. Yeah. Single-use. Single-use. In nineteen eighty-seven. No, I hear. I know the. I know. I don't. I know the word. I know the question. I'm, I'm, you, but weren't they like? Um, Disposable. Oh, disposable contacts. Yeah, maybe that. Disposable contacts. Disposable. Yeah, yeah disposable. Disposable contacts. contacts. Like think of. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's just contacts because okay. disposables yes. are later. Okay, c- c- single the, use yeah. contacts. All the, right. The last shot of the title sequence for the sitcom Full House shows the family driving in a convertible over what famous landmark? Uh, Golden Gate Bridge, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, this one's an easy one. Right. Domestic terrorist Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols found guilty of bombing in this city in 1995. Oklahoma City. Yep. Number five, the iconic 80s film star Bill Murray, alongside its writers Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Sees them embark on some scary business. What's the movie? Ghostbusters. Yep. yep. Ghostbusters. All right, what, All right. Do we ask for a boomer or a millennial for the extra point? What do you want? Well, you, it's all, like I say, every time we play, Jack, this is all on you. All right. millennials. 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 Give me but the millennials. Any- Since I'm close, I'm, I'm not far from a millennial. Okay. Uh, Amazon originally started out as an online marketplace for what? It was just they just sold books Book. when they started. Yeah. Book. 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 Hey. Got it. All right, Chris, what what do you what, do you want Greenfields? What do you want? Are you are oh, going to come down for volleyball? Greenfield. All right, Greenfields? Well, I would if I was going to be in town, I'd be going to volleyball. All right. I'll go Greenfields. I'm not going to be there until Thanksgiving. All right. Well, you can go have some Greenfields and you come here this Thanksgiving. So uh, we'll see yeah. you around then. Uh, Caleb's going to get right. your info or maybe he'll text you. Uh, so hang All right. tight. Thank you. All right. So there you go. So the volleyball tickets are still available. 
Volleyball tickets are still available as Gen X gets a win and we move to five and six. Maybe we can get over 500 here before this season ends next week. All right. Charlie is next. Good morning, Charlie. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good, Jack. How are you? Good. Uh, your generation. Boomer. All right. Boomer. So that means I, I got asking, him. Oh, you got him. Okay. Yep. All right. Here we go for Charlie and. Mark, who wears short shorts was a question asked by what cosmetic brand's classic TV jingle. Who wears short shorts? Girls wear sh- girls. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the brand? Not not the answer of the oh. question. Oh. Like <laughs> I was gonna say is girls a brand? It was uh it was called legs, I think. Legs uh they did uh, like shaving stuff. Oh, I, I, you want to go with legs, Mark? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Charlie's the... No! No! Nair. Nair. Nair took the hair off your legs. But it was the leg... Nair. <laughs> we, I, Weird. Uh, all right, back to the phones. Jeremy, good morning, Jeremy. All right, uh, what generation do you identify as? Uh, generation... Uh, Gen X. Gen X. All right, I got to play again. I'm, uh, I'm uh, busy today. We still have volleyball tickets giveaway, by the way. All right, Mark. Uh, I'm in ready. 1997, this once massive U.S. retail chain closed its uh, chain closed its final stores after more than 100 years of business. Oh my gosh! Would that be would Would that be Montgomery Ward? Jeremy, can you say the question again. 1997, this once massive U.S. retail chain closed its final stores after more than 100 years in business. 97? I feel Montgomery Montgomery Ward is my best guess, I think. Would that have been yeah. in 97? I think Kmart and Sears and lasted they, longer. Oh, yeah. Sears and Lincoln was open like five years ago, and Kmart was yeah. after that, too. All right. You want to go with that? That's my best guess. Your yeah, answer? Montgomery is- Ward. No? What was it? Woolworths. Oh, God, Woolworths. Tougher than a Woolworths steak. I'm glad I got rid of that card. Jeez. <laughs> Next question is, what sport's Bjorn Borg known for? Oh, brother. All right. Sc- Racing. We still have volleyball tickets. The volleyball tickets are still not spoken for. The X's lose again right when we had a chance to get to 500. Uh, all right. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, Boomer? Boomer, yeah. Boomer. All right. Sooner. Go. Stop right. it. What kind-spirited specter is the subject of a comic film and television series? Kind? Oh, I know it. Kind-spirited specter. It's just trying to use a oh, word. Casper. Yeah. That's right. There yeah, you that's go. Just, there's just a... Okay. Yeah, they were bad at that one. Wild drummer Keith Moon was best known for his association with what band? Keith Moon. That's the Stones, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Stones. No! The Who. Keith Moon is the Who. The Who. The Who? Who's on first? All right. Another L for the Boomers. Uh, Everybody's having it rough today. Uh, Laura is next. Morning, Laura. Sorry, sorry, Lori. Morning, Lori. What generation are you? I'm on the young end of the Boomers, so I identify as an expert. All right. Well, then you can play. It's whatever you want. All right. Good. Which uh, which t- 
tough singer let out a rebel yell in 1983? That's uh, that's Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Yep. yep. This child star had prominent roles in Uncle Buck and Richie Rich. Um, I even is it McCauley? Is that? Yeah, I think. That, yep, I think that's it. Yep, I even remember. Good job, Lori. Uh, what popular '80s crime drama set in Hawaii was rebooted in 2018? That's that's Hawaii Five O, right? Yeah. Hawaii Five. No, no. Hold no, on, hold on, no, hold no, on, hold on. Because no, twenty uh, Hawaii Five O was before that. Hawaii Five O was like 2013. It was the Tom Selleck show, right? Magnum. Uh, Magnum PI. Magnum PI. All right. <laughs> I caught it. I caught it. I remember cause my wife watched Hawaii Five-0, and I knew that was before that. The, uh, this American football legend, nicknamed Sweetness, played with the Chicago Bears for his entire 13-year career and set a rushing record of 16,726 yards. It's Walter Payton. Walter Payton. I don't know. Walter Payton. All right. Yep, it is. And number five, Apple introduced this family of home computers in 1984. Macintosh. Macintosh, yeah, yeah. There you Ooh, go. All right, now we got to get, we got to get. Uh, should we go? Do you want to go up to boomers? Or you don't want to go down to millennials for the extra point. I'm pretty good at millennials, but you can choose. I'll do millennials. All right, we'll do millennials. Uh, millennials. Uh, what U.S. combat group killed terrorist Osama bin Laden in 2011? Uh, SEAL Team, Navy SEAL Team Six. Lori, you want to go watch some volleyball on Monday, Sunday? Yes. All right. You got the tickets. Hang tight. X wins again. X marks the spot. Fantastic. Volleyball tickets are spoken for as I've been playing a lot today. Where are the millennials wanting to play this game? Where are I don't they? Know. It is sad. It is very sad. They get, it's what they do. They get, I think what happens is like a bat signal goes up. They get two wins. They go two and oh. Okay. Uh, and they use asterisk James to get most of them. And then there's like an email chain uh, that goes out. or It's a WhatsApp group. Or, or whatever. And then they're like, don't call in. We're just going to stay at 500. I think we need to make a minimum games played requirement for millennials to claim the championship. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, we're all working and your generation just has time to call and play games. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you want to, Caleb? What do you want to do? Kyle, we got the phone still ringing. I wonder if we got we got a millennial on the line here. Um, uh, there's James. He wants to play. Of course, and it's James. It's 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 Jay. Where are the rest of you not named James? Let's let Caleb play. Okay. Okay. Can can we let can we let Caleb play? And I know Charlie's on the line, but I want to let I want to let get let the wise play here, and and we can get Charlie. You just want him to lose. All right, it's probably going to happen. All right, oh, James. I see. I put the bat signal out for you. Apparently, yep. You talked me into it. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you can still get some Greenfields or Symphony tickets. All right. Uh, this hip hop group from New York features many members, including Ghostface Killer and Method Man. On down quick. Come on now, you guys. Come on. You cannot miss this. I don't know that. Oh, wait. That's embarrassing. Uh, Wu-Tang? Yes, it's Wu-Tang Clan. Jeez. Uh, this 1987 fairy tale film tells the story of Wesley, a farmer, trying to rescue Princess Buttercup from the evil Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> you killed my father. Right. Prepare to die. Yes, Princess right. yeah. This orange-haired singer is remembered for a classic 2000 hit, Graduation, Friends Forever. Ooh. As we I go. The first part of that. Uh, vitamin C. 
That's correct. This entertainer okay. enjoyed a 33 career as a late night talk show host before retiring in 2015. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, these are these either are Leno or Letterman. Baby right, questions. Yeah, I thought it was was 2015. Was that Leno? I don't know which uh, one it would be at that time. I think it's Letterman. Let's go Letterman then. It's Letterman. All right, let's go Letterman. It's Letterman. All right. What sport is Martin Brodeur known for playing? <laughs> <laughs> the hockey. That was one from Mark. All right. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys want, Boomers or X? Oh, let's take one of those super hard Generation X questions. Shit. All right, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, what company produced Betacam? Oh, come on. <laughs> Betacam? Yeah, Betacam. I don't know. So, what, what do you think? Sony? No. First of all, what is a beta so. cam? <laughs> Mark? <laughs> it was the uh, predecessor of uh, DVRs. Of, not of. Uh, di- of, 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 of uh, like handheld video cameras? recorders. Video, yes. VCRs. Okay. Well, what did you say, Caleb? Sony? That was my guess. It's probably all wrong. Right, I don't know. We can go with Sony. It's Sony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Worst. You guys are the absolute <laughs> worst. Absolute worst. Beta cam sucked. <laughs> All right, I think we're out of time now, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we got, we're we got out of phone time. lines at yeah. a full. We have we had, we had one caller at the beginning. Now the phone lines are full. Sorry, everybody. All right. Thank go, back you. To, go back to bed, Matt. <laughs> All right, that's it for uh, Generation Collaboration. One more week next week. We're going to update the standings. Take a break. Sports is next on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to Morning Drive. Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's jump into it with number five. News released from the parent of CHI Health. The parent company is Common Spirit said they have been dealing with a ransomware attack in their uh, computer systems now for over a week. Uh, They are back to doing a lot of their uh, charting and everything manually, paper and pencil. Uh, But, you know, not not the entire common spirit. There was Dignity Health, I believe, was one area that was not as affected, but the CHI hospitals. Common Spirit, very large. They're in 21 states with 1,000 locations. And, of course, right here in Lincoln, two locations. and Well, two hospitals and uh, some health clinics. Yeah, um, and, and, and they put out a... They put out a statement yesterday saying some of the things that you just indicated. Um, they did say parents are continuing, excuse me, patients are continuing to receive the highest quality of care. We're providing relevant updates on the ongoing situations to patients, employees, caregiving, patient care remains our utmost priority. We apologize for any inconvenience that this matter has created. So they're going, they're they're going through the protocols that they've had in place for this, which means taking. Uh, electronic health records offline, right? Going through all these processes, these these protocols that have been put in place already at this point. Um, but it's just, it's just a crummy situation. It's it's an incredibly crummy situation, um, and it's a difficult situation. We've been through a ransomware attack here at Broadcast House, so we can relate a little bit to the situation. This is a much larger scale than even that, though. Given the amount of 
facilities, given the amount of people that are impacted, and given that it is related to to healthcare. Well, you get such critical issues that can be uh, come up, and you know they, they do all the charting electronically and all the records, and if those aren't available. You, you could uh, be missing quite a bit of patient history and just no way to get at that as you can have a continuum of care going forward. Um, and 1011's reporting about this. They had talked to a cybersecurity expert, and they said one of the reasons, you know, healthcare facilities aren't typically targets for these, but evidently there is a real black market for healthcare records and healthcare information on the dark web, according to this expert that they talked to. Um, the, the quote that this expert gave to 1011 was that a full health record of an individual on the dark web is going to sell anywhere from $250 to $1,000 per record. And if you compare that to credit card information, even if it's complete credit card information, that goes for $1 or $2. Now that is... Well, there's a lot of safe Eyebrow-raising and concerning in every possible way, it feels like. Credit cards, there's a lot of... of uh there's a lot of protections built into credit card systems right. that uh, you, you have. But just think, if you get your health records, you've got your address, most likely a social right. security number. You have, you may have it linked to a credit card or a bank you account. Can scan, you can, I you mean, can use the, it in scams. That, yeah, I assume, Caleb, we were talking about earlier, like, what do they, what do they use it for? What do they do with it? I assume it's create scams right. where you bilk people out of money. I'm also curious if part of that price difference is that it's much harder to get health records than it is credit card records. Right. That 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 might play something into that. But yeah, the what you're able to do scam wise, know someone's history, call them up and say, hey, you still owe for this surgery back in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. give them a, a false uh, link to pay it. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, just once I would like to see. I would like to see some kind of a. Big law, public law enforcement bust on, on some uh, network or group of people who are doing these ransomware things, and and see who they are, and see the you know have the process be covered extensively. I would really like to see these people busted because they're the worst, absolute worst, doing this. And I hope, I I hope CHI can figure out a way because what do you do? What do you do if you're a business? That, that gets one of these, especially if you're in the healthcare industry. Do you think about paying the ransom? Because then there's a part of you that says, well, all that does is incentivize people to do it again. If it comes out that, that we paid it. Didn't that, what, wasn't there, uh, didn't we have that with a big uh, a big company earlier this year? pipeline yeah. last year. That's what it was. Out on the East Coast. Yeah. Shut down the, the pipelines. Yeah. But also, what was it, the, the Atlanta City? I believe it was also. And they ended up paying it, I believe, Jeez. just to get their records back. Again, again, I, I, I say do the Mel Gibson thing. Pile up all the money that could pay the ransom. Pull out TV ads and, and then ads in every major newspaper in America and say, we're putting this as a bounty on the head of the... There's, now, don't commit any crimes. There's got to be a special place in cyber hell for these people. Please. That'd be nice. Number four. Nebraska Offensive Coordinator Mark Whipple's health and difficulty with mobility has come up in a couple of news conferences recently. He was asked yesterday by Omaha World Herald uh, columnist Tom Chattel about rumors that he would be stepping down after this weekend to focus on his health. His response, well, he chuckled and said, no, I'm fine. I I guess it gives us something else to watch, you know, right now, as if there, there hasn't been enough going on around the program. Yeah. Um from from the coaches 
uh, being let go to how the season has been going. But th- this part goes beyond football, obviously, when you start talking about the health of an individual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without without a doubt. And so, yeah, first and foremost, um, we hope he's going to be okay just for his own health. It, I mean, it, it's... Um, He's he's been someone you know football side. He's just been somebody who's I think been endeared to a lot of Nebraska fans because of kind of his straightforward nature mm-hmm. and and the way that he's handled all of the all of the issues that have come up this year. Um, and so yeah, I hope I hope first and foremost is his health is okay and it's not something that's serious enough that he does have to look at something like mm-hmm. that. But the other reality of the situation is too. There's a low likelihood that he's here next year, right? Um, with a new a new head coach coming in of some sort, whether it's Mickey or whether it's someone else, and that probably factors into, you know, figuring out what you're doing, what's best for you here at this point. So. Well, and he's he's 65 years old. He's been coaching for 30 some years. Um, he's done it at a bunch of different levels. He's done it at a very high level. He's been compensated well. Yeah. You know, when, when you start thinking right. where, where the health is at a certain age, when, once you've got enough money, you start to think, well, maybe it is time to, to step away. And with the knowledge of what the program is likely to look like in four months, three months. I, I And I don't know. And maybe you just take him at his word that he's going to stay. But if you're going through that, you never really know. Um, but for what it's worth, uh, I mean, my message to... To Whipple is a get well. Uh, hope hope you're okay. Uh, that that's the most important part. And if it's possible, I'd love for him to stay on as offensive coordinator and just kind of take that mentality that well, this is it, right? This is this is this run. Um, screw it. Let's go see what we can do here in these. Last- right. Embrace the embrace the nothing to lose mentality. Embrace the underdog mentality that you're going to come into. Yeah, it's Purdue, but you're the underdog. They are the they are the team that should be beating you right now. Embrace that whole thing and go out there and 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 I think he's a he's a great person to do that. So OG Steven brought this up on the Rick Stein Recognition text line. It's something I've been thinking about as well. Does Mark Whipple move to the booth now? That's what I, I thought of that same thing because he's been on the sideline. I'm sure he's been he's been both places during his career. Um, and Bush was down on the sideline too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just, just kind of a different thing. Yeah, that's a good question. Would that make it more doable? Would it be able to, to be something that he'd be able to to handle better and and maybe give him a different look? I don't know. Obviously, I don't game, know the answer to that. Game day is still game day, but th- there's got to be a difference between being in the booth and being on the sideline. Well, yeah. I mean, coordinators are. <laughs> I mean, I think probably typically coordinators are in the booth. Yeah, uh, an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator type position. So. Uh, get well, and and uh, would love for you to stick around as much as you can, and do, let, let's get weird with the rest of this football yes, season, huh? Absolutely, be great. Number three, celeb in town talking about a serious issue today. Uh, Sean Aston will be giving a presentation called "How to Navigate Mental Illness Within the Family Dynamic." He shares the story of growing up in a household where mental health illnesses were part of everyday life. It's part of Brian Hill's Mental Illness Awareness Week. Uh, Sean Aston's mother, Patty Duke, was uh, an Academy Award winner, multi-Emmy Award winner. Uh, she was diagn- uh, had undiagnosed bipolar disorder through most of Aston's childhood. Wow. His uh, presentation tonight, 630, St. Mark's uh, Methodist Church down there on South 84th Street. We've got over 1,000 people already registered to yeah, attend. Yeah, I think you still register kind of a big to get get. It, Yeah, it is. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kudos to Brian. And, and, and look, I'm sure he's getting, you know, taken care of for his time but i'll still say this like for 
as, to, to, to be somebody who's that close to somebody who's an A-lister here at this point, I mean, his movie credit, and even he was in Stranger Things. Yep. Just, just recently as well. So to spend his time doing something like this, going to churches in Lincoln, Nebraska, and talking about mental health, and and the impacts that he had in sharing his story, I think it's pretty admirable. It's, it's I don't think there's a lot of celebs who are who are doing things like that at a at a at a church in Lincoln. Well, that's right? the, the 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 thing that he could do, and I'm sure he does this. Is you could just say, "Well, I've got a foundation," and you donate to it, right? Or you donate to other foundations. And you say, yeah. "Well, me- mental health is a big deal." Exactly. To me. But, but to take the time, yeah, to go do something like that, and it's not just making a stop. At some big, uh, at a fancy place in New York, right, or L.A., right. You're you're hitting it where we we understand this in rural America. You do not have the mental health resources. We're doing pretty good in Lincoln comparatively to when you get into the third district. Mm-hmm. So for Sean Aston to come here, this is a big deal, and it is. It's I for one am very thankful that someone in that position is taking the time to yeah, talk about that and hope. Hopefully we can break down some of those barriers just to make it a more normal conversation. And Dr. Dave Myers of Brian Health, he's got a, a widely renowned program mm-hmm. that, that he heads up there, and, and they've done some remarkable things. He's uh, been very active on both the state and national level on the suicide prevention stuff and, and also on the app for kids. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, you, you, you wouldn't get – here's the thing. You're not going to get 1,000 people to come out on a Thursday night to a church in Link to St. Mark's or anywhere in Lincoln if you're just having a – having somebody you know a presentation right on on this sort of thing when you bring in somebody who's when you bring in rudy to do it it's a name draw it's a different deal it's a different deal and it gets the message out it that's using your platform uh in in a cool way so shout out sean if you're uh you're probably not here yet but if you're listening there you go favorite okay favorite sean astin favorite sean astin role then rudy goonies samwise gamgee what is that Oh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of Lord of the Rings. I didn't even mention that. Lord of the Rings, man. I loved his character and his character uh, in in uh, uh, on, Stranger on Things Stranger was hilarious. Things, yeah, he was everything that he's done. He just you draw to his character. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. Number two. Tens of millions of us older Americans about to get what may be the biggest raise of our lifetimes. Uh, the government's going to announce how big the uh, cola increase for Social Security been. That's cost of living. Uh, it's virtually certain to be the largest in four decades. Dang. It's part of the annual ritual where Social Security benefit rates keep up with inflation. And yeah. Of course, the inflation number that came out this morning was a little bit better than last month, but still 8.2% above a year ago. So they're talking about an 8-9% COLA uh, increase for Social Security. Yes. Which is different than more than nominal increases that they do every year. So if you're getting... You know, fifteen hundred bucks a month, you you're you know might be getting triple digits more uh, than yep. another hundred bucks a month, and, the, and the, I think the average is somewhere around there. This includes Social Security disability too, which is something to note. Um, and so, yeah, that'll uh, there'll be a lot of people there'll be a lot of people watching that very closely today. Because It'll go into effect next year. Yeah, in January, right? Yep. yep. All right. Last but not least. Number one. Alex Jones lost his uh, lawsuit, uh, his jury awarding $965 million to the families of eight Sandy Hook shooting victims. Staggering amount uh, for uh, Jones. Uh, they said that he caused them a lot of harm by spreading lies about the 2012 massacre. Um, 
And this is just one of several lawsuits. Yeah, he already had he already had huge punitive damages in in the first one at this. There, that uh, was one in Texas, and there's another one pending in Texas. My goodness. Uh, and he, uh, he he wasn't there. He did his show and watched it live, and asked for money from his from his viewers. Um, and I know his attorneys went out there and said you know, that that this is some kind of a major loss for free speech. <laughs> I mean, we I, I, there are some defamation law, those sorts of things. There have been some clear limits that are well established in the legal system. Uh, uh, that that there are consequences, there are civil consequences to those sorts of things. And when you're going to make a giant grift on something that absolutely guts people emotionally and has other consequences, yeah, you're you're going to be liable, especially when you do it knowingly, when you know what you're doing and continue to do it. Just, I mean, grade A. I, you know, I don't know if there's people on who are listening to me now that like him and think he's great. I think he's a real jerk, and I could not be happier. Now, here, I also think he's going to tie up the bankruptcy courts with, I, I don't know exactly what his bankruptcy situation is, but he's going to find a way not to, not, oh, the- and he's going to get people to send him money, which is gross. So gross. Don't send Alex Jones money. That's my request to you. Yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah. All right. 754, that is it for your morning drive. That is brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, you won't want to miss it during the 8 o'clock hour. We got Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red. First conversation with him since uh, his new partner was announced. Talked to him about getting ready to do the game with Damon Benning and getting ready for Nebraska and Purdue. A big game on Saturday night right here on KLIN. It is 8 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Keyword for fantasy Oscars you want to pick, you got to text this in to the Rickstown Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. You might get selected to be our eighth picker of the week. The keyword is black. B-L-A-C-K, black. B-L-A-C-K, black. Text that in 402-479-1400, and you will be uh, one of the people in the pool, one of which will be selected to get that eighth pick. Another chance tomorrow at 635 and 810. Let's go through the picks so far. We're asking for you to pick the total points between Nebraska and Purdue. What do we have so far? So our high pick still has not changed. Catherine is at 65. Jeff, 63. Jeremy, 55. Craig, 52. Hera, Harry, Harry, the antenna guy, 47 points. Ben, this morning, took 45, and Steve is on our low end at 31. Uh, over, under, let's see, looks like it's at 56.5, mm-hmm. 56.5. So we're we're hammering the under right According now. According to Vegas. People like the under yeah. right now. Uh, what were our picks? I forgot. You said 62? Yeah, it's, I'm still there. I said 67. 
67. That's a lot. All right. It's five points. Six. That's a that's oh. t- that's a bridge too far. For that's me. too much. Less Those, than a touchdown. Oh no. That's absolutely a bridge too far for me. Uh, we got Greg Sharp coming up in 25 minutes. Friday Husker tailgate tomorrow with Mike Schaefer joining us, getting you ready for Nebraska and Purdue. That's a 6:30 kickoff here on KLIN. Pre-game at 2:30, and going to want to be listening because it is the, because it is the debut of Damon Benning, the debut of right. Damon Benning as color commentator and and I will I, I we we still have continued to get questions about potentially syncing up uh TV to radio. We covered this quite a bit yesterday. There's just not a single TV provider that you can do that in Moss anymore. Everybody has got mm-hmm. different providers and with streaming my YouTube TV isn't even the same as your YouTube TV on that. So we can't do it for any huge chunk of people um but but, what, but we, we do have a small update we do have a well, tell us the small update then so we were for something that actually you do on the side called the i80 club um the podcast there and it had been brought up being able to pause the broadcast in real time through an app and so i was i went over to uh kenny and just asked him to put in that request with our app provider so yes. we're we're going to see where that feature request goes to be able to pause the app in real time and so you can play it forward, you can play it back, but then you can sync it up to your own broadcast. Yes. So we we've, we've put that request in and, and the other thing is um what is the like what is the delay on our app normally like? Uh, in terms of compared to what's going over the air. Um, I mean, I guess you just turn it on and listen to it right now. I mean, so, it sometimes out. it's 20 seconds. It depends. Okay. Um, now, what we what we used to do was try to throw on the delay to match it up with TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even remember doing this in the, what was the, the COVID-shortened years for the, uh, the 2020 into 21 season. Because you had a lot more people watching TV, and we did it with that baseball season, which ended up playing their conference only, and they win the conference championship, syncing that up to the baseball games. And sometimes that delay that we would have to put radio on to match the television broadcast would be about 45 to 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. Which takes a while for inside baseball. Takes a long time to ramp everything back to something that's that big of a difference. So when you're thinking about having to just go and sync that up on your end, let's say you say you pull up YouTube TV, you hit pause. It might be a twenty to thirty second difference that you just have to leave the radio broadcast on pause, and then you can know where that kickoff is. If we get that feature, we can absolutely coach right. people through how to make that work. Yeah. Now, the way you can potentially do it now is if your if your TV is behind where the uh, or if your TV is ahead, I yeah, should say. Yeah, if your say, TV's ahead, ahead you're of in where a good that spot. of where our app is, you could do the pause thing on your TV. You could just keep the TV paused until the radio catches up with it. I know it's not super simple and ideal. I'm I'm I grant you that. Um, and and we're you know working on maybe getting a pause feature on our app, but. Um, it's an option if you would really like to try it, and I get it if you want to. Like I, I've been there before, so I just wanted to 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 put that out there. And that actually probably applies more even to those of you who do have still have actual cable, mm-hmm. um, because you probably are ahead of our. You, if you have like Allo or Spectrum actual cable now, you're probably ahead of our radio stream. Right. And here's now, the- if you have YouTube TV or Hulu or something, I don't know if you are. Here's the thing. There are a lot of issues that I have with uh, BTN Plus 
with the way some of the things are run, with the way Indiana baseball is <laughs> just worse graphics than anything that's been out since 1974. One of the things that BTN Plus does well is when they don't have anybody to run the game, and we're lucky because the Nebraska radio side of things is very good. They just take that exact yeah. feed. So there are times I'm watching a volleyball match, and it's John Baylor and Lauren Cook West. Yes. There are a lot of times <clears throat> during the baseball season that it's Greg Sharp and the guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's, That's one of the things that becomes really nice. So if you've enjoyed that experience, that's what we're trying to bring with an additional yeah. feature to our app or trying to help you find a way to sync it up because right now there's just not a good way to hit the masses right. if we do it on our end. It's not that we don't agree with you with that we would we would love for you to do that. So there's there's sort of a fix now depending on on where on on how far uh behind or ahead your TV is, but we would like to get you an even better one. And so we are efforting that. Mm-hmm. Uh Robin and Dave are are out today. They'll be back with us next Thursday. One of the things that always seems to come up with them lately on the show is just the frequency. We we get into these micro trends of different businesses that are opening very quickly and and all over the all over the city and, and we've it feels like we've had a bunch of different ones, but I think most would agree right now the biggest one of the biggest if not the biggest one is is car washes and just the seemingly exponential growth of car washes in the in the city of Lincoln car got, washes and coffee shops are out of control co- coffee shops is coffee shops as well um and i was you know i was i was thinking about the car washes thing like and and the economy that goes along with it is it really i mean is there an increased demand for car washes then there was, say, 10 years ago in Lincoln, Nebraska. Is there, was there an unmet demand? Were people, simply people that didn't have places to get their car washed 10 years ago? And it happens now. I just, I wonder about the financial viability is. And the thing that I landed on, Caleb, in, in thinking about that and trying to figure it out is I think the subscription model, mm-hmm. the, the subscription model that most of these places use now instead of the per wash, model which is available as some to some but i think that's what has made this financially feasible i think for for this kind of an expansion and i think that is a i I just think the accounting that goes along with that is so much more reliable than when you're when you're just doing a la carte washes that are going along with that and i've got to think that has a big impact on the feasibility of these places now i still don't rule out that maybe the market at some point gets oversaturated still even with that um but but i i gotta think that's the biggest change because there aren't that many cars more many more cars or that many more cars that need wash and by the way i've got no just for the record i've got no problem with it i mean people want to open businesses in lincoln and employ people and serve the city great like you do kind of wonder though if there's an end of the of the bubble for this sort of industry when there's been growth in it that's just mm-hmm. like nothing that we've we've ever seen. But the next question then is for me, do you have an uh, you you have a subscription <laughs> for a uh, I have right? I have and and I am not naming names, but I have had a very bad experience with one of these. See, I've had a very good I've one. had a very bad experience and the inability to billing mistakes not mm. continuing to charge us when they weren't supposed to almost impossibility in terms of actually talking to someone and i'm not gonna put this individual car wash on on blast right, right. but they're but 
they're out there. You know, you know which one most of you in Lincoln know uh, would be familiar with with uh, with this one. So, see, I've had it's not one of the big, big, bigger groups. I'll say that I've really enjoyed mine that I have because also with this subscription, as opposed to being a let's say it's one of the streaming subscriptions and you just know it's there and if they have a show you watch you watch it if if they don't then say with like amazon prime all right well they don't have a show that i would be watching but i still can go get the shipping what in the stuff that i'd still use now with this one it's i know what the price would be if i paid per watch and i know what the price i'm paying for a month and i just say i just need to go i gotta, this, get, I gotta go there and i just gotta go once a week he, uh, and I when when with mine I did the same thing I would go like I probably wash my car once or twice a this is probably bad people are going to be upset <laughs> but I bet I washed it maybe two I would say maybe two three times a year like usually in you have that big snow melt in February or March mm-hmm. when there's just crap everywhere I would run through then but I wouldn't do it real frequently I increased my actual when I had the subscription I increased my actual car washes probably tenfold i would say i don't think that's an exaggeration yeah and then it also helps that most of the the other big thing for me was that they've got all these tools now that you can clean the inside of your car mm-hmm. at a lot of these places which i've got um i've got kids in my family who absolutely completely trash our car <laughs> and i and so i like to i like to, and and that was even before yeah and i if i had had that opportunity when i was so that's a part of it but but what i continue to wonder is if that has allowed so much growth in that industry if my theory is right that it at least in part is about this subscription model and the ability of it it does make you wonder how many other services that we regularly use that we typically have paid for a la carte are going to look at that kind of a subscription model because of more stability in in the accounting because y- you've got you, you've got more people frankly who will sign up and may not use it um wh- where are there industries that are ripe for that going forward i wonder about because i honestly thought maybe you would see more of that with um with like with coffee shops with drive throughs with with coffee shops and i'm sure there's something available somewhere where you can do that but that hasn't really be- become a thing where where people are are uh offering or talking about that real extensively it might be there but like the car wash thing is completely moved to that that model predominantly yeah what other thing is there where we're used to the regular a la carte financial arrangement between you and the the business where you can kind of see okay that's probably where that will where that will move um, Could you do a, a subscription for your online shopping, say online grocery shopping? Yeah, you you could, but I only do that when I'm spending enough to get it free anyway. Right. So, yeah, I don't. I, I, I maybe sure. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you absolutely. In fact, I think that exists already. That that exists at like I think Hy-Vee has a, a special like amazon yeah. prime type service where you uh, can get other ones digger says barbershops yeah like something like that right a a, a, a barbershop but the the to match it up with a car wash situation it's something that you don't you know you don't necessarily need but you might do more frequently with with that but you also just might not do it for a long time mm-hmm. i don't know if the coffee 
the, the coffee thing or or something like that just wouldn't work because people would people would just load up completely load up in a way that you wouldn't on car washes like if i get a car wash if i get a car wash today i'm not necessarily it's going to last i'm not going to need one tomorrow if it's a service that you could use every single day that seems a little bit different and maybe it's not ripe for that kind of a transformation not brian says marcus theaters is moving to a subscription model too oh, really like a lot of larger movie chains that's interesting see that's a good that's that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense are you interested in that as a consumer though well it would depend on the price i guess the price like, the, the price and what i get right like is it i'm paying you 20 bucks a month and I can see as many movies as I want. But you know why that's a benefit? And I don't know what comes in it, but you get people in the door for the movie, and what are they going to do? Concessions. Buy popcorn. All the concessions. Right. That's another area where that's that's ripe, where there are upchart. You get somebody the subscription to, to do the thing, but then there, there are going to be opportunities to make money elsewhere because of it. It's just, it's fascinating. I would, I mean, I would be really surprised if we don't see more of these business models that we're used to going to something more like that it's just it's fascinating to try and figure out what the next ones are going to be mm-hmm. in and it, it seems to be something that you don't necessarily do you wouldn't want to necessarily do every day and might seem like a little bit of a luxury i think that's probably a component of this whole thing um and so i don't know what about like what about like i don't know and i don't know about that what about like nail salons Maybe. Would that be one? I feel like that kind of matches some of these things. I feel like things. that's along the lines I, of the barbershop. Yeah, that's, that's true. I feel like that kind of matches some of these things. I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting question, but I think it's something to look out for here um, as businesses kind of change that model. And, uh, and <laughs> it's obviously worked. It's obviously worked for car yeah. washes. Um, hey, we've got... A, like a boatload of tickets for stuff over here still if anyone would like to go to lso the future of music that's tomorrow okay or if you would like a four pack of tickets to winnie the pooh at the lead center that's on sunday okay just text us that you want them all right well, and, and the, the first ones that come in to 402-479-1400 for either the lincoln symphony orchestra or winnie okay. the pooh it's a pair for lso pair right? for lso four pack for winnie the pooh okay if you want any of those, first just, come, first serve when you text them in. We're just making it rain tickets right now. It's 826. We'll take it, but no subscription required. <laughs> 826 is selling K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Urologist Malcolm Byron. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. Well, and normally, you know, Greg's primary job coming on this segment with us is talking about the news that is happening with Nebraska football and and uh, this week, uh, Greg finds at least the the radio broadcast he's involved in making part of the news this week that we're talking about. So uh, we can go straight to the source on on uh, some of this and uh, find out more about what we're about to hear on Saturday as Greg breaks in a new uh, partner on the broadcast in Damon Benning. Good morning, Greg. How's your week going? Oh, just a ho-hum week. Not really much happening. You know, I've been sitting on the back porch, sipping iced tea all week. Yeah. Hey. 
at very least, there's got to be a, a, a break from the, hey, what's going to happen questions that you have to get. Con- I've got to imagine for the last two weeks, you've been peppered with constantly everywhere you go. Well, and that's going to continue just because, hey, what's going to happen with the future of the right. football program? So yeah, Yes, that's kind true. Of a, that's a never-ending cycle. But, yeah, there's a lot of changes. Nebraska is, is going with a different media rights holder in the coming months. So, you know, I, who knows with that? That usually changes a few things as well. And, and then we knew Matt was probably headed to something different because of, you know, his association with the football program with, with Scott Frost, and, and that regime was over. So you knew that was probably going to change. But. Yeah, it's a never-changing world, but thank goodness we've got some wins on our side yes. to kind of pump everybody up. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, real quick, just just with the uh, Damon Benning taking over, uh, just kind of tell us about, uh, I, I mean, I, by the way, just from my own, own perspective, and I know it's not worth much, but I, I mean, I think it was uh, a great choice uh, that was made. Um, I think he, he makes all the sense in the world. It got the experience, got the perspective, played the game, coached the game, all of those things. Um, uh, but I am just curious, like, what What's it? What's it like in real life? Even even in a situation where your co-host is uh, or your color commentator is going to be very qualified, just kind of uh, getting ready for somebody mid-season, getting ready to work with someone mid-season like that. How's that been for you? Well, you're absolutely right. It's a very logical choice because Damon's a, a really good broadcaster, former player, grew up in the state, so he knows the history of the program and he knows our current team. He's been covering the current team, mm-hmm. so there shouldn't be any learning scale for him to kind of get ratcheted up and get going. And he's called a lot of games, maybe not as much on radio as television, but he just was the natural choice to do this and was glad that it was able to work out. There were some there were some things that we had to sidestep in there, uh, namely the fact that Damon has a very talented son who's being recruited by Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So that, that twists things around just a little bit. But I'm glad that the people that, that certainly are above my pay grade were able to get things worked out and, and get Damon sitting down with us. And he will be... He'll be on Husker game day with Ben to start our pregame coverage, and then, then he'll join me in the booth for the games. And uh, So I, I just can't wait to get started on Saturday night with him. I, I will tell you what, we have had more people ask, Greg, in the last uh, the last few days about how they can listen to uh, radio that's synced with the TV, which you can kind of do. You can kind of do creatively right now, but we're working on more ways to do that. But I'm just excited for, for you guys and, and for KLIN, and uh, I hope we, we've got uh, as many people listening as, as possible to you guys. You've done a great job for years at this, and so uh, you're, you're still there. And so I, I'm just excited about the attention that it's going to bring to some really good radio broadcasts. Well, so that's absolutely. Great. You know, and you know, hey, obviously Saturday nights are a little funky for some people because some people may be going to a wedding this week mm-hmm. or you're off to a party. And so uh, we love the fact that, you know, through through our, our radio partners and, and apps and those type of things, it's, it's very accessible for you. You can get creative at home if you can pause your TV stream and, and match it up yourself. A lot of people do that. Tell me they do that with a DVR or something yep. like that. that they can pause it and then go, okay, hit, hit go. Uh, and so it's, there's, there's ways to do it. I know it frustrates some people that it's not, but there's no way to just do it to one device because there's so many different ways people get their television now. And it's not just on cable. It's, it's through dish or satellite or even a streaming service. So it's just, it's really impossible for our affiliates or even the network to try to do that for folks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Bishop and I started doing that. You probably remember this, Greg. We, oh, back yeah. when he was here 10 years ago, 12 years ago, we started syncing it with Spectrum and, and we were thinking we probably got about 40, 50% of the population who watched it via Spectrum at that time. I don't think you could get like, 
7% of the population now nailed down on terms right. of what they're watching TV on. So um, that's why we, we've kind of discontinued that. All right, let's get to the game. up. I mean, like a sneaky big game here for Nebraska and Purdue. You play in a Purdue team uh, that uh, that I think looks like the, the best team in the West from what I've seen this year. I thought that win against Minnesota was huge. They've got two losses this year, one against Penn State, where you feel like maybe if they ran out the clock instead of passing it, they would have won that game against the top 10 team. And then the Syracuse game, that was just crazy at the end. Scores back and forth, just bombs away. Um, I, I guess I'm just curious, like w- w- this Purdue team, uh, I think, could easily be ranked, maybe, maybe should be ranked in that situation. What kind of a challenge do they present specifically for Nebraska? Yeah, it is a big challenge. And they're three or four snaps away from being 6-0, and and they would be in the probably top 10 mm-hmm. at this point in time. So, yeah, this is a big challenge. They are really good on offense. I'm tired of seeing these six-year quarterbacks. I mean, Aiden O'Connell's been there Jeez. since, you know, John Bishop was at KLIN. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. And we're going to see another one in a few weeks with Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. These guys just never leave school. It's, it's just nutty. And he's really good. He doesn't make many mistakes. And he's just got a complete handle of that offensive concept, which is a really good one that Coach Brom has. And so, yeah, this is a ch- and they're better. They're better running the ball than they've been in the past. And they're pretty darn solid on defense as well. I don't know if you saw there's a, a number out. Nebraska's got six games left. All six defenses we're going to see from here to the end of the season are ranked currently in the top 30 in the country. So it's going to be a challenge for the Husker offense from here to the end of the season. And it starts with a pretty good unit from, from Purdue the other night. The good news is Nebraska's got a little bojo right now. They've got some momentum and some confidence in what they're doing. And, and I think they're going to get on that plane tomorrow and believe that they're going to go and get another road win. Yeah, isn't it crazy, Greg? Like, th- this this program, this team, going back for years, we really haven't seen them play with a whole lot of momentum, like the momentum of even winning two conference games in a row. This is kind of uncharted territory for, what, five-plus years, That probably since the Riley era when they went on that little bit of a run, what, in in uh, 16 or 17? 16. Yeah, 16. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, the, how this team plays with momentum. Yeah, last week the back-to-back Big Ten wins hadn't happened since 18 to just put two together, so... Yeah, they haven't felt that way. And and I think the influx of guys through the transfer portal has helped that because they've had some guys that don't have all those scars from those mm-hmm. close losses, particularly the 2021 season where it was just week after week of close but no cigar at the end of that. So I think that's helped a little bit. Uh, I think Mickey Joseph's infectious attitude and, and enthusiasm has helped. And I think Bill Bush, the same thing with the defense. My goodness, what a market change in the defense from a month ago, what he's been able to put out there on a product and the guys that are flying around and playing some pretty solid football. Yeah, I, I really, and I know the, the the last thing that we we heard, and you probably know about the same as us, is is day-to-day on Reimer and Newsom. But, man, Greg, I, it's hard to, outside of maybe Nelson, it's hard to think of two guys that could be more important for the defense to be able to have. And I don't know what their situation is going to be on Saturday, but that is, that's going to determine a lot about what I think about how that defense matches up against the offense. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, both those guys are just such really good, high-caliber Big Ten football players. And the good news is they they kept up the high level of play on that unit without those guys in yeah. the fourth quarter last week. Quentin barely played at all in the second half. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he did. And Reimer left the game and, and didn't come back. And so they were able to get that thing to the finish line and played at a really high level. How big of an addition is Brandon Moore? 
a guy right. that we added to the roster in August. Now he's a starter. Got an interception last week. That's a huge addition to this defense, and I think you're going to see a heavy heavy dose of 24 out there running around Saturday night. Yeah, I think Nebraska might have the largest age gap between potentially its two starting cornerbacks in the nation <laughs> with a, a freshman on one side and then more more is uh, like 24 years old coming out of Central Florida, which is crazy. Uh, Jack, the, the I, think, experience. I think Brandon graduated in 2016. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he he he, grad, he graduated in Tanner Morgan's freshman year. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly and then what is the uh, the, the Tommy Hill positions way change? I got to tell you, that took me by surprise. What exactly is going on there, Greg? I think that's one of the, the things of Mickey Joseph. I think he came in and he looked at Tommy Hill and goes, this guy's a great athlete. I'm not sure he can be a great corner, but I think he could be a great wide receiver. And so make the switch, put him over there. Man, I, he... Uh, I I still feel like there's a big kickoff return coming from that guy. He is so fast. If he can just get a seam, I think he could house one for us before the year is over. So that man, maybe maybe this is the week we see him run out there on the offensive side of the ball as well. Kind of knew something was going on with Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, who I was a big fan of yeah. when they came into the press box Friday night in Piscataway and go, "Hey, uh, Tommy Hill's wearing number two now." I'm like, "Oh, well, wait, we have somebody else that wears that." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of knew something was happening there. Yeah, uh, you know the 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 offensive line. I mean, we we, we don't need to to hear it again or beat it into the ground, but they they've they've struggled at times this year. What can the offense, I guess, how can the offense kind of coexist and still have its moments with them? Because, you know, you are still getting the, the, those occasional deep, those deep balls to Trey Palmer have been the salvation of this, this offense. How can this offense take what they've got, the weapons that they do have, the talent they do have, and the offensive line being what the offensive line is and still get the most of, of what they've got? Well, two things that I think they can do. I think they can roll Casey in the pocket a little bit more, get him out. And, and let those guys, instead of having a straight block, kind of move and block. I think you can do a little bit of that. And I think you just got to get into much quicker passes. Just get it out of the hands in a hurry. And, and that that's cuts down some of those long developing routes that I think Nebraska can win on a lot because Palmer and Washington are really good wide receivers. So I think you have to do those two things. You maybe have to change a little bit of your thought process on offense to protect that line that's down two starters now with Nuri and and Teddy Prohaska both on the sidelines for the rest of the year. And so you've really dug into your depth on that side of the ball. And, but, you know, I think you heard Mark Whipple yesterday say, yeah, we, we got to do a better job of coaching this thing, and we got to figure some things out. They put the silent count in last week. They were expecting a really loud atmosphere at Rutgers. It wasn't that. Uh, and so they probably could have got away without even doing some of that. But I think that slowed them down. They made some adjustments at halftime and did a little bit better. But, Jack, you can't let Casey get hit like that. That's what I'm worried play about. Play after play after play. Yeah. The poor kid's going to be in, in a, a ICU unit before too long. Well, that, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, you just can't keep it up because he one of these times he's not going to be able to come right back like he has right. been at this point, and that's going to be a big thing. I want to ask you about Anthony Grant, too, because, you know, he's – he, he he's put up numbers this year. You know, you've seen the plays. He's had he's had the visual there, but he's just kind of been bottled up a little more. And of course, when you don't have any place to run, that makes it really difficult. But do you still think he's got it in him to 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 really have one of those game changing running games, even with the offensive line that is there right now? Yeah, sure. Hope so. I think it's pretty obvious now. The last couple of games, teams are like, okay, that's 
we got to stop that, that, that we can't let him get going. And so they're bottling things up and, and they know Nebraska's offensive line's a weaker spot, and so they're going to attack that. And when you do that, you can line eight guys up near the line of scrimmage. You can cut off a, a, a good running back or limit a good running back. And uh, last week, though, you noticed that Nebraska started throwing some swing passes to Anthony to get the ball in his hands out on the flat. You might remember the play where he kind of ran over some guy. I watched it a bazillion catch. times, Greg. I'm very <laughs> familiar. <laughs> so I think, you know, there, there's ways to get it to him without just a straight handoff, and I think Nebraska started to do some of that last Friday night. I, and, and and I know Gabe Irvin said, he you know, he didn't feel like he was ready to go, and, and they worked Yant in a little bit. I don't know. What do you expect that we're going to see from whoever, when, whoever, um, whenever I should say Grant isn't in, uh, how they're going to kind of manage that the rest of the season? What's your best guess on that? Well, we, we saw Yant, and, you know, the thing with, with Jock, and we talked about this a little bit on Sports Island the other night, it seems with Jock, with every positive play kind of comes a negative play. And last week, they hand it to him. He gets like 10 yards, like, all right, here we go. They were going to give it to him again, and he false starts. And it's just like, guy, come on, dude. You got to you gotta lock it in mentally to keep going. But I think, you know, he's probably the next guy up. Grant or, um, Gabe has been bothered by a bad foot. And it's uh, I saw him even hobbling around a couple of days ago as well. So I don't know if he's ready to go this week or not. Sure hope so. But Yan's got all the ability in the world. I agree. Kind of lock it in mentally. I think he could be a big weapon. I agree. I mean, we we saw when. I mean, he can get going. We saw it last year, um, and and against certain defenses, I think he's a, a really good style. Um, maybe for for what this offense needs. So it'd be great if they could really get him going as well. Hey, I want to shift gears real quick to, to basketball a little bit. I know Big Ten Media Days uh, has been has been taking place for, place for the women and the men. You've been talking about it a little bit. Yep. I, I don't. You know, Fred sounds confident, and I know you have to sound like you have to sound confident. But when you're on almost a consensus last place team in terms of the preseason ratings, it's got to be hard to sound confident. What do you make of the way that he's talking about how this team is different this year? Well, he does sound confident, and he does like his team. I stopped in and watched them practice the other day, watched them scrimmage. And what he's done is he's added some really mature kids and real coachable guys. They they really look more together as a team than any of Fred's previous teams in Nebraska. Now, what does that equate to in wins and losses? I don't know. There's not an NBA guy on this team, I don't think. There's not a McGowan's or a Delano Banton that you can foresee as being right. a draft pick. But they tried but that. <laughs> we've, we've had a lot of Husker teams in the past that have been pretty darn good that didn't have a high-level NBA guy as long as they play together. I think what you're going to see a little different kind of team, Jack, and, and one that I think Husker fans are going to rally around, one that's going to play really hard defensively. They're going to be much better rebounding the basketball than they've been the last couple of years. The, the practice I went to, guys were diving all over the floor for loose balls. I haven't seen that at all from the Huskers in the last couple of seasons. So it's going to be a team I think is going to get fans on their feet really rooting hard. Can they score consistently? That will be my one question to watch as the season unfolds. But he's not blowing smoke. He likes coaching these guys because they're giving him max effort and I think I think the fans will appreciate that when they see it here in a couple of weeks. I, I don't know how much you saw of it, but what, I'm trying to picture what this is going to look like with Griesel, a guy who's like what six 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 seven, running the point guard on this team, and yeah. how that sort of changes the offense as well. What do you think about that? He he's in total command. He he really has kind of grabbed a hold of this team. It it, it looked to me the practice that I poked my head in on that he's kind of the leader of this group, 
And, you know, he's an older guy. Derek Walker, Derek Walker, they call him Grandpa. I mean, he's he's an old guy. Yeah. And, and and we saw last year how effective he is down near the basket scoring the ball. Especially at the end of the, the year. Young, yeah. Emmanuel yeah. Bandumel, who's the transfer from SMU, is a really solid player. Good defender. He's got the ability to score a little bit. And I like what I see from C.J. Welcher. I think that's a guy that's probably going to be a starter for this team. And he will he will need to supply some offense. He's a really good shooter. Yeah, he was their best shooter last year, and I thought I had heard that he had uh, maybe kind of transformed his body a little bit in the offseason, yeah. too. So uh, Looks it'll, good. It'll, it'll be interesting to see that. Well, you'll you'll get a chance to uh, to see them here, uh, what, in, in week a few weeks? Sunday. Yeah, we, week my Sunday goodness. Shadron State on the 23rd. It's an exhibition game at PBA. Very cool. Very cool. And then, the, and then that Colorado exhibition game, then they'll get into the regular season on November 7th, so it won't be long, and basketball will be here. Uh, what do we got on uh, Sports Nightly tonight, Greg? Thursday night edition of Sports Nightly. Mickey Joseph for All an right. entire hour tonight. Oh, my seven goodness. Hour. So it's our football coach's show. So we had him on a couple weeks ago, right after he got the interim tag as the head coach. So this will be his second bite at the apple. And He's so fun to talk to, and I know the fans will will get up a lot of stuff. He's very transparent. You know, last week was the first time I was able to be kind of travel with them and have Mickey to be the head coach. Jack, I was really impressed. He he just moves and, and works the room really well, being around the staff and. He's doing a lot of things well. Let's hope we this keeps going, and maybe we pull off a shocker Saturday. Greg, I don't need to tell you this, but if they do it on Saturday, if they somehow do it, Mickey Mania is going to get out of control in Nebraska. It is going to get out of control. You're going to get a lot of Mickey Mania calls the couple weeks afterwards. So. I'm with you. We'll see. I'm with you. We'll see. Hey, Greg, have a great call. We'll be uh, we'll be listening uh, not only Sports Nightly tonight with Mickey Joseph, but for that game. By the way, that's a 6:30 kickoff, 2:30 pregame right here on KLIN for Nebraska. Thanks, Greg. Have a good call. Safe travels. Thanks, Jack. There we go. Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red at 856. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Urologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, do not forget Mickey Joseph tonight. You get, this is going to be one of the deals where all, everybody in the media world, Caleb, is listening to it and tweeting out everything he says on Caleb. Yep. You can just avoid the middleman and listen to it yourself. Well, this is one of those where my friends who either cover other schools or they grew up in other states, they're like, why in the world does your head coach, your athletic director, all of these head coaches for the different sports take phone calls yeah so we'll get that tonight we'll see what some of those are that come in absolutely all right uh latest picks in fantasy oscars we still waiting still waiting on you scott scott send it in send it in you want that pt you want that gear from alumni hall so there you go we have two more picks tomorrow it's uh friday husker tailgate tomorrow mike schaefer will be in helmet stickers picks all the good stuff you've got. The opposition disposition. We'll be here for it all tomorrow. See you then. Nine o'clock. Kale. I am Lincoln.